If your business is tired of paying unpredictable and high phone bills, do what I did. Switch to Zoom Calls Cloud Business Phone Service. You'll pay the same low amount every month, no matter how many calls you have in the U.S. and Canada. And Zoom Calls has a really cool feature called voicemail drops. Whenever you reach someone's voicemail, just say hi in their name and then click a couple of buttons on your phone to leave your pre-recorded message. It saves both your voice and your time. Check out zoomcalls.com. That's zoomcalls.com. I think you'll love it. Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. Well, that is right. You are listening to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. And we've got a lot, a lot to get to today. Fortunately, for your sake, we are highly trained, very motivated, and incredibly skilled here at the Todd Huff Show. So it is good to be here. Kidding, not kidding. Thank you for joining us. Email Todd at ToddHuffShow.com, Facebook.com, I guess, slash ToddHuffShow. Twitter, oh boy, or not Twitter, YouTube, Twitter and YouTube. YouTube, ToddHuffShow, Twitter, ToddHuffShow. Until Twitter starts taking our videos down. You saw that, I'm sure, yesterday. Twitter released a, um, a statement. Twitter out there saying that they are going to... Basically, um, anyone since yesterday, or maybe back to the Safe Harbor Day, which would have been two days ago, I guess, anyone who's not in compliance with respecting Safe Harbor Day, which is something that I would dare say 99% of Americans had no idea it was even a thing until, well, until this week. Now, suddenly, if you don't agree that Biden is the president-elect now because of Safe Harbor Day, forget that there's cases being thrown before the Supreme Court, forget that there's evidence of voter fraud. So I'm just going to tell you in advance, by uttering those words, YouTube is probably going to delete this video. YouTube's going to delete this video because this is what... This is what um, – this is how they behave. This is how – this is how they get people to um, – this is, this is stifling free speech. I get the whole uh, YouTube's a free independent – well, it makes you question who all they're involved with. But these are – you know, there's a difference between government censoring speech and private companies. I get that there's a – a difference there but at the end of the game if it's all coordinated if it's all for the purposes of uh, political advancement of one side and compliance and censorship and silencing of another is it really that's a fair question i think is it really uh, any different and what about this concept of of the public square and what about this section 230 right are, are you are you editors youtube 
or are you um, you know are, are, are you a platform where people can share their thoughts and opinions question things or are you are you a place where um, you know people are forced to toe the the company line like CNN right we had CNN James O'Keefe Project Veritas breaks into those meetings somehow I don't know how I got in there was on conference calls for months a couple of months was recording all of it CNN out there Jeff Zucker and all the other yahoos at CNN colluding with one another to silence uh, silence stories if they they even had journalists that retweeted I think the New York Post story on Hunter Biden which no one in um, the mainstream media even existed or acknowledged existed prior to the election in 2020. They acted like it was conspiracy theory. Remember, Twitter shut everything down. Everybody went bonkers on this. You can't know about Hunter Biden. Meanwhile, there's 10%, 10%, 9.4, I think it was, percent of people who uh, voted for Biden in swing states said that they would probably have changed their vote had they known about it. I mean, it's, it's, it's remarkable, really, when you look at this. In fact, I was thinking the other day, if you actually – I saw some, some researcher said Biden got – I forget the number now that I'm, I'm – I didn't have this pulled up in front of me. But he, he said that Google alone was responsible. I think he said from his studies, from his research – now, he could be wrong, right? He could be wrong on the high side. He could be wrong on the low side. He could be delusional, but there's good reason. There's good reason to at least listen to what he's saying in so far as um, what he's talking about here with Google basically only promoting or giving uh, people's search results information that was positive to Biden and, and blocking and moving down the list or whatever things that were that were negative, like the Hunter Biden story, for example. He said 6 million votes. I think it was 6 million votes. Google got 6 million votes. You start calculating all these folks that interfered with the election. You start calculating dead people. You start calculating uh, Google's interference, Facebook's interference, Twitter's interference. I mean, it may possibly, when all the calculation is done, Biden may have had a negative number of people (laughs) vote for him in 2020. I'm just saying, but we got that going on out there. And as someone who broadcasts on the YouTube platform, um, look, I've, I've made the decision here. They want to take me down, take me down. I'm, I'm not going to comply with your silly little rules and your petty little behavior um, to compromise what I think about something. Oftentimes, it's not even what... I'm asking questions a lot of times. I'm not even – I'm not out there claiming and clamoring that every allegation is true. I'm simply saying this is problematic. This is evidence. This is concerning, should be, to every single American on uh, on planet Earth today. Every person should be concerned about the – things that are being alleged in america this is the this is america in spite of all of her faults is a 
beacon of light and hope to the world. The problem is we've had some nefarious characters who are making some incredible decisions, who are making some very non-transparent, taking non-transparent actions prior to elections that affect elections, that are cozying up to foreign uh, influence from China. We got Eric Swalwell. There's reports that there's another Democrat on the House Intelligence Committee. Rick Grinnell is out there saying that. I saw that on Hannity last night, or I, I, I saw tweets about that, let me say. He's out there saying that there's there's more to come. He's actually saying that mayors and governors are involved in this as well. Some very inappropriate. I'm just telling you what they're, what they're saying. This is the sort of stuff that YouTube's going to say, nope, shut that down. I'm waiting for that to happen as well. There's no credible evidence that what Rick... Uh, Grinnell has said is actually true. Shut it down. Don't let anybody know about it. It's incredible stuff, really, happening right before our eyes. Meanwhile, we have the remember this this state rep in the uh, in the state of Michigan. First came across her, C. A. Johnson. I want to say is her name. She was the radical at that hearing. That was acting like a fool. She was the radical at that Michigan hearing who was exposing. um, She was asking this Indian American who immigrated to this country 35, 40 years ago. She was asking her to spell her name, her, her maiden name, right? for the purposes, I believe, of, of trying to have her doxxed or intimidated or publicly known so people could track her down. And this lady also accused, this representative, every single person who went before that committee, she said they were all lying, all of them. She also was only, she only thought that people apparently from Detroit could tell the truth. The thing that troubled Ms. Johnson the most was that not enough people that were making the allegations were from uh, from Detroit. She represents Detroit, so apparently only people in Detroit can make true accusations. I guess if you're traveling into the city of Detroit, outside of the city of Detroit, and you witness a crime, you don't. she doesn't care. She doesn't care what you saw because it only matters in her uh, very, I just, illogical mind. It only matters what people from Detroit think. So this this lady was um, she was a dramacrat that night. She was up there performing, probably hoping to get Biden's attention. If Biden somehow still becomes our president, which is up in question, especially with the Supreme Court case and some potential actions that legislatures can still take, despite the fact that the media and the Democrat Party are telling you it's over, and, and YouTube telling you you can't even mention this very utterance of this will get you potentially banned or your videos pulled down from their platform. Anyway, this lady, in my estimation, from what I've seen thus far, embodies all that is wrong with politics, all of it. I mean, she pretty much is the poster child in my mind. She went on I don't know where she went. She she did a video. And this video, I don't know if it was posted. I don't know where it was posted. I see it on Rumble. If you haven't gone to Rumble, 
Rumble is a place that currently, and I say currently because God only knows what's going to happen as Rumble grows in popularity. I'm not accusing them of any bad thing. I'm just saying based upon the direction uh, that we've seen these social media platforms go, uh, at some point as they grow, they begin to censor stuff. But it's generally a place where you can go and find videos um, that are that are I mean people are are putting up um, that you can that you can see that really aren't facing the same sorts of pressures as folks would on this uh, on YouTube's platform or Facebook's platform or whatever Twitter's platform so she's I don't know where she is posting this originally now she's paid because of these comments she's been stripped of her uh, positions on committees and so forth um, and they're looking at potentially in the uh, Michigan Congress, Michigan State House, of other potential, I guess, punishments for what she's she's saying here. Just I want you to listen to this. This is the party of love wins. This is the party who tells us who tells us that Trump is the problem. This is the party who claims moral superiority over us hayseed hicks over the years, especially since the time of Donald J. Trump. I want you to listen to this. I want you to listen to what she's saying, and I want you to remember this is a this is a Democrat representative in the state of Michigan, someone who's been elected. Just listen to what she has to say. I, it's, it's just, it's, Totally believable and predictable, but at the same time, totally shocking to hear coming from a state rep. Here it is. So this is just a warning to you Trumpers. Okay. Be careful. (laughs) Walk lightly. Walk lightly. We ain't playing with you. She ain't playing with us. Enough of the shenanigans. Cut it out. Enough is enough. And for those of you Here we go. who are soldiers, soldiers, you know how to do it. In mommy's and daddy's basement. Do it right. Do it right. Be in order. Be, what does this mean? Make what? them pay. Make us pay. I love y'all. And then she loves, I love that. Bye-bye. Make them pay. I love you. Love wins. Hashtag love wins. Hashtag unity. Hashtag why can't we all get along? Make them pay. What a freaking idiot. This is completely unacceptable. Completely unbecoming. This this is, uh, of a of a elected official. Again, predictable. If you would have told before I saw this, if you would have said, "Hey, there's a video of a state rep in Michigan threatening Trump supporters." And you would have said, "Do you have any guess who it is?" I said, "I certainly do have a guess because I watched the hearing the other night." It's that radical, insane lunatic, C.A. John. I don't even know. I don't care. I don't care what her name is. She, she doesn't need a, a bigger platform here than, than is given. But she's a, a representative in the state of Michigan. C.A. think it's Johnson. Nice, nice lady. Seems like, uh, you know, maybe she's vying for a position in, in Biden's cabinet. Why not? Buttigieg is... Apparently going to be Biden's ambassador to China, which, I mean, come on, the timing of this. With all this stuff, we got Swalwell connected to China. You got Dianne Feinstein. You've got 
Grinnell out there saying there's mayors and governors. Of course, Mayor Pete. I'm not saying he's one of them, but maybe. Who the heck knows? Who the heck knows? They, they announced that today. They literally are tone deaf. They are marching forward, heads down in this transition, in this phony, make you believe everything's normal transition, heading forward to January 20th, where they want you to believe Biden's going to be inaugurated, which he very well may be. But to act like nothing else is going on, that all these other things are shenanigans, as Representative Johnson here so eloquently explained to us in that soundbite a moment ago. Delusional. Think about the boldness to announce your your pick for China ambassador. And dare I say, I go back to early in this year, Super Tuesday, when the Democrat Party... Actually, actually I got to talk about that after the break. It's time to take a break. When we get back, I want to talk about Buttigieg getting, apparently, if Biden is sworn in as president here, If that actually happens, he's going to be apparently the ambassador to China, which I just want to talk about that and remind you of some things that we talked about on this program uh, nine months ago or whatever. So quick timeout is in order. Come back and pick up there. Get to lots of other things as well. Sit tight back here in just a minute. Talking about Pete Boot Edge Edge. Make sure you say that properly, America. Pete Boot Edge Edge being considered as Biden's pick for ambassador to China. Do not interpret this sentence. Maybe that was a couple of sentences, but don't interpret them as me saying that this is over for Trump. I'm just telling you, for those in the mainstream media, those in the Biden team as biden's running around chasing his dog by the tail breaking his foot he apparently between uh between bouts of doing that uh is coming <laughs> coming up with lists of people to put into positions of, of you know whether they be in the cabinet or ambassadors just part of his part of his administration if that eventually becomes a thing so oz and i were talking behind uh well here behind the scenes during the break and one of the things that we discussed was first and foremost first and foremost the biden the biden pick and the media's uh, the biden picks the media's made a big to do about this everything is about your identity right so you've got if someone is nominated to some position or that you promised to be nominated to the position again if biden is sworn in as president, which is certainly a very real possibility. I'm not pretending like that's not uh, that's not a, th- a thing because it is. We should all be very concerned about this. Trump certainly has options, uh, but time is ticking, and the options are narrowing or just you know th- there's realities here. Still a lot of concerns. I stand by everything I've said all the questions I've raised, all the concerns I have from the very beginning, no matter what YouTube does here, no matter what Facebook thinks about what I said. Anyway, so Biden, of course, they're checking off boxes. We need we need different groups of people. And, of course, we know Pete Boot Edge Edge is 
Um, he's married to a same-sex uh, partner, mayor of South Bend, Indiana. And Biden's checking off boxes. That's what they, they want to tell us all about that, right? This is the, like the – for example, they've got Biden's communication team, all women. Meanwhile, the Trump communication team is led by all women as well. They don't even – recognize that it's a remarkable thing it really is and it's it's so it's so alluring to people some people are so captivated by this they can't see the truth that's right before their eyes it is truly it is a phenomenon it really is they don't see anything that the media doesn't tell them to see in fact they sometimes see things the media tells them to see that don't even exist but nonetheless that's part of this but that's not that's not why pete boot edge edge would be getting this potential nomination to uh, to be the ambassador to China. No, no, no. The reason the reason is you got to go back in time, back to February, March, whenever Super Tuesday, all this stuff was rolling around South Carolina. Remember, we had Democrats in disarray. The Democrats were wringing their hands. They were thinking, "My goodness, our nominee is going to be Barry, uh, uh, Bernie Sanders, the nutty professor himself." We're going to have a full-fledged socialist at the top of this ticket if we don't do something. These were legitimate conversations that were had by the powerful in the Democrat Party. Do not doubt this. Do not doubt this. This is absolutely unequivocally, without any doubt at all, what happened. And they got together, those that had the, the money, those that had the influence, and they said, look, it's a real thing. We've got a bunch of candidates up there on the stage, and every we, we've got people impersonating Bernie. Bernie doesn't even stand out from the crowd anymore because we've got socialists all over the place. But we can't have Bernie Sanders as our nominee. We'll get walloped. Not only that, some of the big donors were thinking, man, I'm, I'm okay with paying lip service to some of these Bernie ideas to get the crowd to applaud me and to think I'm some sort of a social justice warrior out there. But I'm not really down with my tax rates getting too crazy. I mean, I'm I'm down with you know uh, posturing as a, as a moral person, uh, you know, and, and making sure that I'm applauding the ideas that the uh, masses that believe in this utopia of socialism. I'm okay with that as long as it doesn't really impact me too much. And I, I he can't. He's not going to win. Number one. Number two, if he does win, there's some some repercussions that that's no longer just something I can applaud and say I support. Now it's going to actually hit my bottom line, and I'm not sure I'm down with that. And so we've got to find somebody here that can beat Bernie. And so they found somebody. Of course, they didn't. They found a puppet, basically, Biden. And I can see. I, I just envision their faces when they realize they go to the names of the people on the on the list and they just they they had to they had to say our best chance is joe biden i can't believe i'm saying this i'm sure this this was uttered by somebody in that meeting i can't believe i'm about to say this but joe biden is our best option so they get on the phone and they call amy klobuchar wait to see what's going to happen with her by the way i don't know if it'll be administration i don't know if it'll be now but there will be payback for amy klobuchar in a good way for her she will be paid back just as Pete, Mayor Pete, good old Mayor Pete, taking on 
one of the most important ambassadorships this country has. Why not throw a guy out there with, you know, I mean, what what experience is he? I, look, I, you'll hear me a lot of times talk about professional politicians and all that, and and it's it's tremendously overrated. But you also have to have some experiences, some life experiences, in dealing um, with with some some foreign countries and understanding the complexities of international relations, and really not being naive to what some of these countries are doing, especially as it comes to China. But I guarantee you the phone call was, hey, Pete, look, I've said this before. You can go back to the archives. This exact thing was said on this program. Pete, look, man, love what you've done. We think you've got a bright future, but this ain't the year. And if you don't drop out, Bernie is going to be our nominee, and that is terrible for the Democrat Party. So we need you to step aside. We want everybody to to basically coalesce around Joe Biden. We're making the same call to... Amy Klobuchar, we're making the same call to Elizabeth Warren. We're making the same call to anyone else that's still in the uh, still in the field that may be pulling votes away from Joe Biden. We've got to make all those votes go to Joe so that we can beat Bernie. Um, so what do you say? What do you say? You know, you name your you let us know what we can do in the future to make this right for you how we can can pay you back and i'm telling you here thursday december 10th that that was part of the uh, decision that in fact that was the main driver that's why he's being chosen and to to announce this just the audacity of this all these things going on with china hunter biden in china eric swalwell in china diane feinstein in china and potentially, according to reports, there's going to be another Democrat on the House Intelligence Committee that's going to be named uh, with having – I don't know if it will be with China, but potentially China, another Swalwell-like situation, another Diane Feinstein-like situation. And yet they're going to go ahead and, yeah, Pete Buttigieg, maybe our guy for China. Remarkable stuff. And it makes you wonder – Makes you wonder what else is going on there. And again, Rick Greenwell is out there, or Grinnell, excuse me, is out there saying there's a lot more people who have some inappropriate ties to China in governing positions, mayors, governors, and we're going, they're all going to be exposed. That's what he says. I'm not suggesting it's anybody, whatever. That's for you to decide and for time to, to show us or for things to play out over time. But that is um, that's what's being said. And the media being tone deaf, the Biden administration being tone deaf to all these things happening, marching right along as, the, as if everything is normal here. The only thing not normal is Trump. Trump's refusing to leave the White House. He's, a, he's a, refusing to accept reality that Biden won this election fair and square, that people voted. People voted. They've made their voice known. Who cares about irregularities? Who cares about duplicate ballots? Who cares about ballots being counted multiple times? Who cares about truckloads of ballots being shipped around the country who cares about poll watchers being kicked out of places who cares about lies about broken water pipes in michigan who cares about suitcases of ballots who cares about any of that who cares about votes being counted potentially as decimals who cares about votes uh, being run through dominion machines and identical number of trump votes and biden votes 100 votes each and 
the numbers, the counts coming out differently to where a Trump vote counted for one or 8.6 or some such thing and a Biden vote counting for 1.12 or I forget the exact numbers, but something like that. Who cares about any of that? Biden's got the higher score according to what we know. Other folks have confer, uh, certified this. Doesn't matter. It's just a remarkable thing from the same folks, from the same folks who presented a fairy tale about Russian collusion, about Facebook and Pokemon Go ads tricking people, are the same people who are saying this is has gone too far. The same people like Representative C.A. Johnson telling Trump supporters to walk lightly, whatever word that, whatever that's supposed to mean. I'm going to walk heavily on this program, just for you, C.A. Johnson. I got to take a break. Listening to Conservative Not Bitter Talk, I'm your host, Todd Huff, back here in just a minute. Welcome back, folks. Have you taken a moment to visit CaringAtChristmas.com? I hope you have. If you haven't, I hope you do. Um, This is a partnership that we have with Shepherd Community Center. They provide a lot of services. You've heard me brag on these folks, and I I mean what I say um, about them. They uh, they have been an advertiser for some time, um, but we've the reason they're an advertiser is because it's a fit, and it's because I embrace completely what they uh, what they are doing, and I I love to see the things that they are doing for their uh, for their community, for our community, serving the poorest zip code in Indianapolis, and they are running a toy drive. And this year, the toy drive is, things are much different than they were in prior years because of COVID and primarily COVID, but you could say economic factors potentially too. And so they've asked us if we could help promote and share what they're doing, caringatchristmas.com. We are collecting um, toys in person, three drop-off locations, one Freedom 95 Studios in Franklin. The other, our offices in Mooresville, you could meet the team there if you decided to drop by, or Mr. Quick Home Services on 86th Street in Indianapolis. Three drop-off locations, or if you don't want to do that, that's totally fine. There's a, if you go to caringatchristmas.com, you can find um, shopping lists. You can online shop at Target or on Amazon. And just have the gifts shipped directly to where they need to go. So I just want to share that with you, encourage you to take a look. They do great work. This is a group that serves people in need, and they're not just there to to give away things. They're there to help build relationships and break the cycle of poverty. In fact, we're going to be talking with Jay, uh, the CEO there, the, the executive director, I guess, there, very soon, and he'll he'll explain some of the things that they do. I think you'll be thoroughly impressed. CaringAtChristmas.com is that website. I hope you check it out. I hope you check it out to see if there's a way that you could help Shepherd and their community this Christmas. 
Got to take a quick time out. Come back. There's a lot I want I want to get to. There's just too much to get to today. But um, there's a couple things I want to make sure that we touch on after the break. Sit tight. Back here in just a minute. Welcome back. Yesterday, I had someone that was watching the program on Twitter, someone who's a liberal, at least a Biden voter. I don't didn't look much into who she is specifically. I just saw this comment, and we had a brief Twitter exchange. Her name's Carla. So I just think about this. Carla watches my show. She tunes in. She finds it. She said she starts watching it. Then she takes the time to make this comment. I mean, I don't blame her for watching. It's it's a pretty just uh, you know I got, I've got this face for radio and um, it's it, it, I'm sure it drew her in. But she writes this. She says, "We the people of the United States of America voted all caps voted. Maybe that is what the people voted on uh, in ways that they um, were on steroids, I guess. But we really don't care if you think it was legal or not. She doesn't care if I think that. And that's fine." Because they followed the rules. This is a remarkable thing to me. I was telling Oz during the break. She doesn't care if I think, or you think, better yet, that the counts were off or illegal in cases because she says they followed the rules. Now, why do you, why does she say they followed the rules? Because the media is saying they followed the rules? What about the 5,000 or so affidavits that said that they didn't follow the rules? What about that? Does that not account for anything? She then says the votes were counted by machine and by hand. Just telling Oz during the break, it reminds me there's a book that C.S. Lewis wrote called God in the Dock. I love C.S. Lewis. Brilliant man. Brilliant defender of Christianity. Incredibly intelligent. Profound thinker. Just incredible stuff. But he wrote this, wrote about this exchange he had with a, a fellow professor who was an atheist, and they were talking about the laws of nature. Right or the law, laws of science, and C.S. Lewis says to him, "Let's well, suppose I put one dollar." Now he used he used the British pound and pence and all this stuff, but suppose I put a dollar in a drawer today, and a dollar in a desk drawer tomorrow. Same drawer, put it in there. How much would you expect to be in that drawer? You know, the, after after the second day, if I put a dollar in day one, a dollar in day two, and the other professor, the atheist, said, "I would expect there to be two dollars, provided no one." broke into the desk and took the money. And C.S. Lewis says that's precisely the point. Precisely the point. The laws of arithmetic say that if I put $1 in today and $1 in tomorrow, there's $2, right? That's the less the laws of arithmetic. That's the laws of math, laws of science, whatever you want to say. If someone comes in there and takes the money out of the desk drawer, they didn't break the laws of arithmetic. They broke the laws of England or the laws of America or dare I even say the laws of God. That's what they broke. So the, my point is it just reminds me of this scenario. She says the counts are legal because she says that they're legal. Okay. I happen to believe the 5,000 people who say things that call, us in, call into question the counts, I think that's legitimate why should I be silenced on YouTube for thinking that or just raising the question? Look, if you can 
If you can answer those concerns, as by the way, Jeff Duncan told us he can do, if he just has five minutes, Lieutenant Governor of Georgia, five minutes with the voter, boom, he can tell them what's going on. He wrote a piece the other day, a couple days ago, didn't even address this. If you can do that, if you're an elected official and you can, in five minutes, put this problem to bed and make people trust what ele- what what election officials are saying, if you can make them trust what the media is saying, if you can make them trust <clears throat> what elected uh, governors, secretaries of state are saying, you have an obligation, Mr. Duncan. Get out there. I don't want to hear a – read an op-ed about your – baseball days when the manager pulled you from the the mound when when you were a pitcher because you're you know you were getting you no longer were effective on the mound i don't want to hear that silly little analogy i want to i want you to explain in those five minutes why we should trust this and that's what people like now carla and i had a brief exchange i thought it was odd for someone that didn't care what i thought to listen to the show and then take the time to write me That's not how conservatives do it. If you find something, come across something that you don't agree with, I'm guessing you just turn the channel, flip through, scroll down, whatever. You don't take the time to tell someone how much you don't care. That seems preposterous. Reminds me of a Seinfeld. Jerry saw an ex-boyfriend of Elaine. He said, hey, Elaine says hi. He tells Elaine that he told this guy that she said hi. She said, what? I didn't say hi. Why'd you tell him I said hi? So she goes down, Jake Jarmel. And she goes down to Jake Jarmel and she says, hey, I didn't say hi. And Jake says, you know what? The fact that you came down here to tell me you didn't say hi was more of a gesture than if you did say hi. And that's kind of what I feel about this. That's what I kind of feel about this. It's attractive. Truth is attractive. Don't forget that. Sometimes people want to tar and feather you (laughs) metaphorically and sometimes in reality. But they should, everyone should care about this. It doesn't matter if votes were counted by hand and by machine. If the, in the C.S. Lewis analogy here, if the, the money that was in the drawer was tampered with, that's the entire point, 100% the point. Don't tell me about it's been counted 50 times. If, the, if money was added to the drawer, it's always going to be wrong. That is the point. Anyway, Carl and I made friends. But it's just remarkable to me. Smart, intelligent people thinking like this. Got to take a break. Back here in just a minute. Folks, I wish I had time to get to this op-ed written by Jeff Duncan, lieutenant governor from the state of Georgia, who, by the way, as I mentioned last segment, can, has assured us if he had five minutes with us, just five minutes, he could put any concerns we have about this election to bed. He hasn't done it. He wrote an op-ed about Trump, I guess, uh, being analogous to a pitcher that was being pulled at the end of a baseball game by the manager. I'm not sure who the manager was there. I mean, there's a lot of wrong things with that analogy, but I don't have time. Have a great day. SDGC tomorrow. Take care.